it's taken me a very long time to internalize the wisdom that comes from me getting a greater understanding of what really happens as people come in and out of my life. Because I think, I really think that it is an ongoing process that all of us deal with. We have, you know, all of us have different lives, but there does seem to be that constant that we are seemingly always on our journeys, you know, encountering other people and meeting new people in one, you know, way or another. And it's taken me a long time to realize that the struggle, any struggles I have had with that happening, in other words, realizing that life is very transient and tends to be constantly changing. You know, and there's always some people who tend to stay in our lives for a long period of time. You know, we can have long-term relationships, long-term friendships, but if, if you really take a deeper look at that, you know, kind of if you think of it around the periphery of our lives, we may have, you know, these longer-term relationships, but, you know, orbiting around that on the periphery, it seems like there are always, you know, people coming and going. Uh, we may meet, uh, you know, people for a, you know, for, a, you know, for various reasons. And I had a teacher that used to always say, and I, and this used, this is something that has just recently really started to resonate with me. And that is the hardest part about dealing with people coming in and out, in and out of our lives is the clinging that we do to them or the expectations that we have for them. And it always does seem to me, and, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, but for me, I can see that there have been, when I, sl- when I really slow things down and really start to look at what happens in my mind, I start to realize that there, you know, there is, in some form or fashion, some sense, in some cases, and when I say clinging, I'm not talking about physically clinging to people, but it's more of a psychological, it's more of an emotional clinging. It's more of, you know, we have people that come into our lives that bring us joy and happiness. They may bring something to us that we are not able to uh, obtain for ourselves in some way. They may have a particular perspective or a way of seeing the world or seeing life, uh, something that they bring into the world that makes us happy, that kind of tends to heal us in a certain way. And in some cases, there can be people who do the exact opposite of that. And for whatever reason, we don't recognize the fact that, you know, there's something about them that, you know, we are enamored with for reasons that are that are possibly unhealthy. And it's obviously not for me to say for anyone, you know, whether this is, you know, something that's healthy or unhealthy. And it's taken me a long time to figure that out for myself uh, and never really have, have, uh, have felt the need to try to, uh, to know what that is for other people. But my teacher used to always say that we have people constantly coming in and, in and out of our lives and that the important thing to focus on is when, and he would use the word business, but he would say to recognize, and this is where we really you know, pay attention to our minds, and what we're thinking about what we're feeling in these moments. And that it really has to do with recognizing 
when we have no business with people or when you know we reach a point in time after having someone in our lives for a while that we no longer have any business with them and i and it's strange because i don't necessarily think business is the best word because this to me is not about you know the business of commerce clearly this is about just the business of life in other words it's you know when i think of this although as much as i try to think it's not the right word when he says it to me and i hear it it really does resonate for some strange reason and you know i don't it, when i first heard that it sounded a little a little bit almost a little bit um, selfish in some way. In other words, you know, I need to know when I don't have any business with anyone or when my business with them is finished. And somehow that made me feel a little bit negative. The, whatever the, you know, what it makes me think of, you know, the word business in this case makes me think of something negative. So I'm immediately trying to figure out why that makes me uncomfortable. And that's usually where the answer is. And in this case, as in all cases, I think, at least for me, this really is true. And I realized why that word made me uncomfortable in this particular context. Because for me, when I wasn't paying attention to what I'm really thinking about what I'm feeling, when I'm not really being mindful in my encounters with other people and in my relationships with other people... I'm just reacting to whatever they do or whatever they say. And that is really where I can find, if I'm not paying attention, that I can find myself very unconsciously, you know, clinging to someone for a certain reason. And there again, I'm not saying actually physically clinging, but just developing some sort of need. Like, you know, I really enjoy being around this person. I really want to be around this person more. You know, I really like the way this person thinks. I like the way... You know, I like their philosophy of life. I like the way they see the world. I, you know, I will, I'd love to be friends with this person. And what ends up happening is I can become so caught up in my desire to get to know them better because I'm not really being conscious about it. I'm not really looking at this in a way of being mindful and really paying attention to what it is that I'm thinking. And then I'm not questioning what I'm thinking. And I'm really kind of going about this very unconsciously. And it's not to be judgmental or harsh on myself or kicking myself about doing this. It's really about realizing that with other people, in many cases, and I've heard this referred to before, that we're, we're kind of shadow boxing. You know, we have a lifetime of things that have happened to us that reside in our unconscious mind. And when we are not mindful about our reactions to people and to things that happen to us, it's, it's almost as if we can be, our behavior and our feelings can be very ruled and very controlled by the unconscious. And I don't really want to, the idea here is not to get caught up in a, uh, in a deep discussion or, uh, you, know, a, you know, going on and on talking about the conscious mind or the unconscious mind or, you know, how we deal with things that have happened in the past. That's not really the context here or the idea or, or, or the focus of this. What this is really is about the exact opposite of that. It's about being able 
to be more conscious. We can, you know, we can struggle unconsciously for many, many reasons, and that's way beyond the scope, and it's way beyond my expertise to even speak on those on those on those subjects. It's to talk about those things. But what I'm really focusing on is that, you know, that that there again being more mindful, paying more attention to our thoughts and what is going on in our minds and slowing things down as much as we can. In this case, this has helped me because I have finally, and it's almost in a way, as I have started to encounter new people and meeting new people, and that seems like that is happening more and more due to some changes in my work life uh, and in my personal life, that it's almost as if when I'm meeting new people, I there's it's a whole new experience of basically being more aware. It's like I've sort of slowed the whole process down. And so when I find myself getting carried away, in a lot of cases what it is is I'm just projecting what I think this person is or who I think they are based on who I unconsciously somehow need them to be or believing that they are this or that, you know, makes me feel better for some reason or it validates some sort of position that I'm taking in my in my own life or in my own mind. And it's almost as if when I meet people now, you know, I've always tended to be a very emotional and a very impulsive person. And I just, I've heard somebody once refer to this as what they call, you know, ready, fire, aim. It's kind of a strange analogy, but it's essentially, it's kind of like I sometimes put the cart before the, before the horse. And so I rush headlong into, and it's almost like being like a big kid. It's almost like, you know, and I, and I don't think there's anything bad or wrong with this because I think it's really wonderful to be uh, exuberant about life. It's wonderful to be enthusiastic about life and it's wonderful to, you know, really be so excited about life that meeting new people is an adventure. And I realize that I can, you know, if I start really paying attention to every thought that I have or overanalyze every thought that I have, that I can really take all the spontaneity out of this. I can, it can become just a chore. It can become something that's very sort of, of, of machine-like and very mechanical. And, you know, that's not really what life is supposed to be about either. And so I spent some time doing that for a while. I would meet people or I would look at relationships that I had with people and start to look at them in a different way and kind of slow things down and take a larger view of what was going on. And this is all focused around being more mindful. And it's paying more attention to what I'm thinking about how I'm feeling about people and how people make me feel and the situations that I'm in with them and how that makes me feel. And without getting into, you know, all of the minutiae and the details of that, what I find is, is that, you know, the work of doing that has been very, very beneficial. And for me, it's taken mindfulness and mindful coping to a new place. It's as if, you know, it's an area of my life that I've not been, even though I've been mindful in some areas of my life, there's been, this is one of those areas in which I've either consciously, and it could be both, it's both conscious and unconscious, have, have consciously or unconsciously have chosen to not be mindful, to just sort of, you know, put my mind on autopilot and just kind of go with my feelings and just let it take me wherever it goes. And it's, and I found that it's gotten me into trouble 
in terms of waking up one day and realizing, you know, I'm not really paying that much attention to how I'm dealing with other people. And I, you know, I struggled for many years with the confusion that sometimes results from meeting other people and dealing with other people. And, you know, coming to find out that there was a lot of confusion, that there was a lot of projection going on. In other words, I am waking up one day and realizing that I've, you know, some people I've known for a long time are not really who I thought they, you know, who I thought they were. And, and it's not that I, and I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I'm not saying that you just wake up and suddenly, you know, everything is different. It's just that you see things a little bit differently. And, you know, if it's something, especially in an area of life that we've not really been mindful in before, it can be sometimes a tad bit overwhelming. So if anybody were to ask me, you know, if this is something that they start looking at and how they deal with relationships and how they deal with people in their lives and meeting new people and maintaining relationships with people, the only advice I would give would be to take this very slow and gradually that you don't want to really necessarily just call everything into question, that you don't really want to start just, you know, picking apart every particular detail. I think it makes a lot more sense. And there's really two components of this. There is the aspect of this in terms of looking at all of the various people in our lives and, you know, starting to really slow down you know, things and look at our thoughts about how we feel about those people and how we habitually deal with those people and our habits of mind around our uh, interactions with these people. And then we start to question, you know, and, and that can be a very, very healthy thing. But at the same time, there's also an aspect of this that's just the base of it. At the base of it, it's just, you know, continuing to practice and, and really grow and develop our mindfulness practice so that it will support us being able to slow things down and really be more aware of the reactions that we're having to people so that we can start catching ourselves and saying, oh, you know, I've just met this person recently. I seem to be responding or acting this way or feeling this way, and I'm thinking this particular way, and I'm not sure why I continue to do this with every person that I meet. Why, you know? And then you start really you know, asking yourself and, and really starting to unpack this. You know, I've identified that there's a way that I react or respond to certain people or that I find myself habitually doing that I don't really want to do anymore. And so it's a matter of taking time, one, you know, taking one situation at a time and dealing with our interactions with one person at a time instead of overwhelming ourselves with trying to do this with everybody all at once as soon as we start working on this. And what I have really found is, is that, you know, I, I tend, as I, as I have continued to work with this, I've also found that I have carried a lot of expectations for myself with people. I have expected, in many cases, way too much, way more than I'm really capable of giving. And I have been the type of person in my life that has always given until I just don't have anything left to give, instead of choosing to conserve that and make sure that when I'm giving, does it really make sense for me? And, and, and please, I don't want anyone to get me wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with giving a lot. It's just a matter of looking at what do we have to give in total? What is our total capacity for that? And I know this is kind of a, it's not really quantitative, it's more qualitative. I don't know if we can really measure how much we have to give. 
It's just a, ma- a matter of maintaining our own emotional and mental health. And some of these things are not real concrete and can tend to be a little more abstract. And so it's something that we kind of have to feel our way. And even more importantly than feel our way, we have to also, to a certain degree, to think our way, but to be careful not just to rely on the thinking. And the expectations that I have for myself sometimes end up leading into expectations for others. I, you know, I need other people to be something that I need them to be, that it's really not fair at all to expect them to be that. And as I've spent, you know, a long time starting to really, you know, work on these situations, you know, one by one, I'm starting to uncover certain patterns of behavior that have not been serving me very well. And the more I've done this, what I've found is that it's making it much easier for me. And then there's a time for a while when, and I want to back up and say that, you know, I got to a point where it just felt like it was too much. I almost felt like, you know, if I'm going to have to think this much and pay this much attention to every interaction with every person in my life, what's the point of this anymore? There's no joy in this. There's no spontaneity in this. I'm just, I'm so busy paying attention to my mind that it's just not fun anymore. And that may be a sign, at least for me, was to kind of back off of that a little bit. And maybe I was trying to take two, you know, I was trying to look at more than I really had the inner resources to deal with. And so there have been a few times where I've made those adjustments, you know, over the last few months where I have realized sometimes, okay, I need need to be able to allow myself to just be with people. And... What I found is is that the more that I have practiced paying attention to what my mind is doing in relation to my interaction with other people, the more that I'm able to sort of do that unconsciously. I'm practicing, so you know, I'm having to consciously practice so that eventually my mind will just automatically begin, that awareness will just come online. And then I'll catch myself and realize, ah, okay. You know, I'm doing this again. I'm actually projecting who I think this person is again. Okay. And then there again, it's never about trying not to do something. It's just the fact is that the awareness itself that we are thinking a certain way is what leads to us being able to let go of whatever it is we're doing. If I'm projecting onto someone and thinking that I need them to be this way or that way, once I'm aware of it, I can just sort of let loose of it. I can let go of it. And it will, it will really dissipate on its own because if I'm not really putting any mental energy behind it or trying to sort of thinking, thinking, into, thinking about it so that it will be that way, you know, or trying to make it so, as they say, I'm just letting go of it and it will pass away on its own. It's, 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 it ultimately ends up being, you know, our minds struggle the most, I think, at least my mind does, with what I am thinking the most about and what I am, or what I'm trying not to do the most. That's usually where I'm going to get stuck. And the other thing is, is that if I can, and so it's almost like I'm doing two things at once. I'm trying to be more aware, but I'm also trying to let go and just be myself with people. And I'm finding that the less of an agenda I feel like I need to have, if I don't really need you to be a certain way to make me feel good about myself, if I don't need anything from you in order for me to to be just genuinely be who I am, and that may change from moment to moment because I know I'm not a solid, static being. I mean, I am 
you know, like all people, we are all dynamic, constantly changing beings. And there's so many parts of being a biological being that change. And so our demeanor changes, our attitudes change, our motivations change.